0: Welcome! We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well Christmas, what an awesome time of the year, hey, these next few weeks. And we've set a theme of Hope Has a Name. And uh, over the next few Sunday mornings and also on Christmas Eve, we're going to be talking about Hope Has a Name the name of Jesus. It's not just a feeling, it's not just an atmosphere, but it's a person who came to bring heaven to earth. And I want to look at a few thoughts on that today, that, that Jesus came at the right time. Galatians 4 verses 4 to 6 says, but when that era came to an end and the time of fulfillment had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the written law, Yet all of this was so that He would redeem and set free all those held hostage to the written law so that we'd receive our freedom and a full legal adoption as His children and so that we could know for sure that we are His true children. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, My Father, You are our true Father. And it's interesting to note in this sum passage here it says that he was born of a woman but not of a father and so this speaks about that jesus came and was uh had a virgin birth and that is a powerful amazing truth so he didn't have the seed of an earthly father that was tainted by sin but he was born supernaturally by the power of the holy spirit and uh jesus that was the true father of jesus christ the father of eternity no other child has had a virgin birth born of a woman except him. All the rest of us are born from a mother and a father and we receive our identity. But Jesus was supernaturally conceived and born by the Holy Spirit. The, uh, one of the other virgins says in Galatians 4, 4, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law. And today I want to let you know that God knows the time that we live in did you realize that for four hundred years there had been no prophetic voice to the to the nations and you read the Old Testament and God was showing up regularly with encounters with uh, Moses and prophets spoke and there was divine encounters, but for four hundred years God was silent from heaven. How'd you like that? four hundred years God didn't speak to anyone that's what happened and then it says. At the set time, at the right time, God came and spoke again. For those who know their Bible history, the angel came and spoke to Zechariah, who was a priest. And that's where John the Baptist was um, born, from Elizabeth and John, who had been been barren. And Zechariah was the last prophet in Zechariah 1.6 that God spoke to. 400 years and he spoke to Zechariah then and now Zechariah 400 years later. And I want to say that God knows the time in your life. Sometimes we think God's late or he doesn't show up. But let me tell you, when you reach out to God, he will show up when you need it and when he knows is the right time. He has a set time in our lives in the fullness of time that he came and spoke and said that the Messiah is going to come. And I want to encourage you this Christmas time that it might seem like it's too late, but it's never too late with God. While we're still breathing on this earth, it's not too late for God to come and heal your life, for God to come and bring hope into your family, for God to touch our city or our nation. For the Spirit of God will come when we reach out to Him and the people have been crying out for the Messiah. They've been looking for 400 years. God said, okay, it's time things are in place, the Roman rule is there, there's communication all across the world, now's the time to send Jesus into this earth and so today is his time for our heart and our life. Luke 1 records the story how the angel came and spoke to Mary and Mary was just a teenager, probably late teens And this is the visitation that came. It says in Luke 1.26, During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favour. Remember, no angel had shown up for 400 years, so when an angel shows up, she was terrified because sometimes angels brought blessing and sometimes they pronounced judgment. So she was scared. The angel said, don't worry, it's all okay. You're favoured of God. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, do not yield to your fear, Mary, For the Lord has found great delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. Wow. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, but how could this happen? I am still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you and almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. That is very similar to what happened when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. It says the glory of God came and overshadowed him. The same original words are used there. So heaven came down and caused Mary to be supernaturally conceived Jesus From heaven. This is a powerful, powerful truth. Because when God's around, supernatural things happen. It's not just normal life, it's supernatural. And it and it says, This is why the child born to you will be holy, and you'll be called the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power for nothing is impossible with God. I want you to be reminded of that today, that nothing's impossible with God in our journey of our life. Then Mary responded saying, this is amazing. I'll be a mother for the Lord. As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass and the angel left her. Wow, what a response by Mary. She She was going to have a baby not yet married she was engaged and betrothed and in those times it was like the engagement was was could only be broken by a divorce so it wasn't just a promise of marriage it was a commitment of marriage but they didn't consummate their marriage until they had the public ceremony it was normally about a 12 month betrothal period it was in this time and the angel comes she says hold on i'm going to be a mother outside of wedlock I'm going to be ostracised, maybe stoned, because that was what the old law was. So by her saying, Jesus, this is awesome news, and then she says, well hold on, this is going to destroy my life, I'll never be able to, have My Joseph will probably divorce me, because you'll think I've been unfaithful to him, and so... For her to say, God, let it be your blessing on my life, it was a huge step of faith and trust that God was greater than what she saw with her own natural eyes. And sometimes God will call us to step out and trust him when others would say, hey, this doesn't add up. But when God's in it, blessing will always flow. And so Mary made that incredible step of faith and trust, said, God, whatever you've spoken, let it come to pass. That is a great trust and faith. And God's calling us to keep trusting him with our lives. The uh, book of Matthew chapter 1 also gives a, just some other details of this encounter. Matthew one eighteen says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be pregnant. And that would have been great, great ostracism for her in her society. Through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. He wasn't opting out; he was trying to save her from getting punished, or rejected, or stoned. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit." She'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord saves or saviour. So that's what she was spoken to do. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Wow. Wow. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Wow, what an incredible story. This is the story behind the Christmas story of Jesus being birthed and born and coming to this earth. And we see that the angel came, Joseph had a dream and then... Jesus was conceived and born. So I want to just look at three quick points there. Number one, God's always on time. God's always on time. Sometimes we think he's late, but he's always on time. He's on time to bring blessing. Maybe you're here today and say, hey, I don't haven't experienced God's blessing or I've had so much pain in my life. Let me tell you, God can be on time today to bring you to a new place of hope for your life. You can start a new beginning. You can start to trust Him again with all of your heart. Secondly, nothing is impossible to God. And that's what the Word says. Not one promise from God is empty of power for nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible to him who believes. And some of you today, you could if we had time to hear your stories, you've got stories of God's supernatural intervention in your life around us. And I want to encourage you that all things are possible. The impossible things you're facing. With God all things are possible. As we trust him, he can break that cycle of addiction. He can bring healing to your body. He can bring hope to your future. He can rescue those that are so far away from God's plan for their life because all things are possible to him that believes. And God's calling us to trust him. Forgiveness can come. You say, well, I could never forgive that person. It's possible with God. I could never be healed of that trauma. It's possible with God. I could never overcome that hereditary illness because it's been in our family line for four or five generations. All things are possible with God. That that torment in my mind where I can't sleep at night, worrying and anxiety, all things are possible with God because Jesus came to bring heaven to earth. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Anxiety and fear doesn't dwell in heaven, so therefore it doesn't have to dwell in your heart and our hearts and our souls. All things are possible with God. He can bring reconciliation. He can bring breakthroughs. He can bring those supernatural miracles. He can give you grace to walk through the months and years of a challenging journey that maybe you're in. The grace of God. Not just the breakthroughs, but the strength to get up every day and feed your family. The strength every day maybe to, to handle that person who's going through brokenness or with disabilities. The grace of God is there because all things are possible. I love that new song that we sing, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. That is who you are. That's who Jesus is. And many of us know that in our hearts. And this Christmas, we can share that hope with others He brought the kingdom of God to earth. So number one, God's always on time, in the fullness of time. Secondly, all things are possible to him that believes. And thirdly, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came to be with us and he's still with us. And as we sing those songs today, you just feel his love and presence just wrap around your heart, doesn't it? Saturday night as we're going to sing in front of thousands of people and share the good news at carols, that's a way we can present and sing over our community the love of Jesus. They're not just songs. This is lifting up the name of Jesus. It's open praise. When you praise God, God inhabits the praise of his people. When we stand up and sing his name, something shifts in the atmosphere. Darkness and fear doesn't have hold anymore. There is a clashing of light and darkness and the name of Jesus is so much more powerful. As we saw in that little uh, clip today, that Jesus is more powerful. In uh, verse 23, in the Passion of Matthew 1, it says, Listen, a virgin will be pregnant, she'll give birth to a son, and he'll be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of us. He took on human flesh, the vulnerability of a baby. And they didn't have hospitals and medical systems back then. There was a lot of challenge and trauma and need, but Jesus came into that, born in a very unhealthy animal stable. Well, not like a pristine hospital ward, hey. He could have been born in a palace, but no, he was born with humanity. The shepherds were the ones the angels came and told, and the shepherds were considered some of the lowest servants of society in that time. Jesus was born for all of humanity no matter what our status in life is. And I love uh, John 1, 14 to 18. It says, The Word became flesh, the Word is Jesus, and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And I think Jesus came to reveal grace and truth. Sometimes we have the truth saying, well, you need to get that sorted out. But if you don't do it in love and grace, you have no right to tell and point the finger and say, well, this is the truth. But you can't say that unless you're full of grace and full of love at the same time. And sadly, this is why some people in the world struggle with Christianity and churches because they've seen the truth, but they haven't seen the grace and the love because Jesus was full of both. That's why it says everyone loved Jesus. The only people he had struggles with were some of the uh, hypocritical religious leaders who were quick to point out what they saw as the truth but didn't have the love and grace. Lord, help us at this Christmas time be full of grace and love and full of truth that he's come to be the saviour of the world. He's come to bring hope for our lives. And it goes on and says that he was full of, uh, of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. They had a measure of grace that came from the Ten Commandments and the law. Now Jesus came with a much greater demonstration of grace. That's what uh, the prophet's saying. <coughs> For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. I love the passion. I know I think it's the message version. Says, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I reckon that's about it, hey. Jesus moved into the neighborhood. He came from heaven and moved into the neighborhood. And in those next 33 years shook up everything that was the normal, standard stuff. He challenged religion and law. He brought hope to the broken. The sinners, he gave hope that they could be changed and set free. He gave them a message of life. He turned ordinary people into people who carried a supernatural message and their lives were never the same, the disciples, the apostles. He challenged darkness and they saw people get set free from evil spirits and darkness. Every funeral he went to, he messed it up and raised them from the dead. They just shook their heads saying, who is this man? He speaks with authority. He showed incredible compassion for those who were broken and torn. And that's the beauty of our amazing, amazing Jesus. So it says he came and moved in the neighbourhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory like father, like son. Generous inside and out, true from start to finish. John pointed him out and called, this is the one? The one I told you was coming after me, but in fact was ahead of me. He has always been ahead of me, has always had the first word. We all live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. We got the basics from Moses... And then this exuberant giving and receiving, this endless knowing and understanding, all this came through Jesus the Messiah. No one has ever seen God. No, not so much as a glimpse. This one-of-a-kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. Jesus has moved into the neighbourhood. I trust he's moved into your heart and your home. I trust we make room for him every day in our lives. So wherever we go, we carry His love and hope. There's a lot of people desperate for answers. There's bushfires, there's crises, there's broken lives, there's trauma, there's pain. So many people are losing hope of how can we ever make it. But let me tell you, hope has a name. The name of Jesus. And over these next few weeks, we want to encourage you to know this hope and to live it out and to share it with everyone around when you give a Christmas present it's an expression that Jesus is the greatest gift one thing I've learned sometimes the most powerful gifts are the ones that can't be wrapped some of us are brilliant gift wrappers I'm hopeless at wrapping gifts I remember when the kids were small I'd try and wrap up gifts and they could always tell what, before they opened it what gifts came from me because by the wrapping it was just I worked really hard at it but I just couldn't get it looking neat. Some of you are expert gift wrappers. So if you're an expert gift wrapper, well done. You're not so good at it, keep practicing. Every year you've got plenty of practice. But how about the gifts that can't be wrapped? A hug of love and acceptance. A word of encouragement. Including someone in one of your Christmas events. Making a little gift and giving it to someone. Speaking words of hope. A prayer. You can't wrap a prayer, but boy, it can change your life. A smile. Giving them the little Christmas leaflet. Giving them a new Christmas song like we sang today that can just bring hope to their heart. You can even sing a carol over the phone to them. That might be a bit of a disaster, eh? There's so many gifts we can give that we can't wrap, but they carry the hope of Jesus. One more verse to wrap it up, and then we're going to sing a beautiful song. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with His superabundance until you radiate with hope. Wow, I pray that you're radiating with hope. Not radiating anxiety or fear or need, but radiating with hope. Let let the hope of Jesus be so contagious this Christmas. that people say, wow, it's great to be alive. It's great to know you. I'm glad this church and other churches are in town because they're bringing hope. I'm glad you live next door to us. I'm glad you work in our place because you bring hope and joy into our workplace. Wouldn't that be great for people to say, hey, I'm so glad that we're in the neighborhood because we're carrying Jesus' love and hope. Thank you for joining us. Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or on our social media pages at Bayside Christian Church.